0: Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, everyone. We're here, episode eight. Uh, we're going to do Stranger Things, everything they've used as homage, inspiration, ripped off, stolen. <laughs> we're going to go over everything. Whereas there's a lot of stuff we got to go over. This is going to be like yeah. eight hours long. I think we should point out, we like the show, we enjoy it, but also we can have a little fun with yeah. what they've taken yeah. from others. I mean, oh, like an opening statement, I mean, with obvious, with all of its... It's numerous references to other movies and TV shows. Stranger Uh Things is still a great piece of original artwork. It's a lot of fun. It's a a great show. It's super fun. I really love the first two seasons a lot. Um, And I've watched every episode. I'm not sure if I'll watch the next season. But, I mean, we understand that a lot of other movies, a lot of TV shows, novels, all types of stories take influences from past material. Yeah, it's very common. We, we understand yeah. that. But we're just going to have a little fun and yeah. go over everything Stranger Things is fucking stolen. Yeah, we're just going to tear it apart. <laughs> yeah. Been, um, real quick, uh, thank you to everyone who's leaving five-star reviews for us on iTunes and Spotify. It really helps us get shown. It's really oh, yeah. nice to see you guys. Uh, If you are If you're new here, Go hit the subscribe button on YouTube if you're watching. Subscribe! If you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, follow the podcast for new episodes. Everywhere you can hear it or watch it, we're on it. Um, we're we're going to be doing episodes uh, every Monday and Thursday of every week. Um, find us on TikTok, Instagram, everything Raiders of the Lost Podcast. We have lots of content coming. Hit us some DMs, leave us <laughs> some comments, let us know what you want us to talk we about. We love communicating with you guys. Yeah, just let us let us know if, if there's something you want us spe- specifically to do an episode on, whether it's a director, movies, series, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yes, we are identical twins. I know a lot of you guys keep asking. We are- Five minute difference. We are not the same person. Pretty close. <laughs> Pretty close. I'm hung more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, let's um let's get into Stranger Things and everything they've ripped off and <laughs> borrowed. We'll say borrowed. borrowed we, won't, we won't say yeah. stolen. We'll say yeah, borrowed. We'll say borrowed. Some some steals. Yeah. But um first off, Matt and uh, Ross Duffer are the creators of Stranger Things. They're mm. they're identical twins as well. Right? Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty so, sure yeah. they're identical twins. Co-writers, co-directors, co-producers on the series. Mm. And so they're they're the showrunners basically. Yeah. As well as there's another showrunner I can't remember his name, um, so they can't. The show aired in 2016, and it's like a rare show that created a fan base as fanatic as like a massive movie franchise, and it happened so quickly because it showed the power of Netflix in streaming and what it's capable of because. Within two days, everyone was talking about the show yeah. and everyone had watched most of the episodes. And everyone watched the first season within a week, at yeah. le- probably at least. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, where it crossed into like every kind of circle of person. It was a cop- pop culture ph- phenomenon for Even sure. Even bigger than Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of shows people binge really quickly, but like yeah. Stranger Things showed the power of people. Staying up for like 14 hours just to watch every <laughs> single episode of a fucking TV show. It's crazy. Because they just want to binge it all yeah. so quickly. It shows that like we're always looking for more new more new stuff. Yeah. And when, when we're given like, it's like a drug and we're given like a pile of cocaine. we will just like... Sh- shooting that. Yeah, it all. things right in the vein. Dude. Yeah. These people are obsessed. It's insane. And I understand it. It's a super fun show. I've binged it too. Visually. Yeah. Really well made. It's yeah. very fun to watch. Like so colorful, and the shot. It's really well shot. Yeah. The acting's great. The writing's fun. The characters are fun. It brings you back to a different time. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's very nostalgic for us specifically because we grew up in the 90s. We have brothers who grew up in the 80s. So we got like the best of those yeah. decades and uh-huh. all those genres. We love horror movies. We love science fiction movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. So like every time I watch episodes of Stranger Things, I'm like, oh, that's just like that fucking movie. <laughs> what do you know? But um. <laughs> But do you want to get into the list? Yeah, we can get into the list. you want to start off? Yeah. What do you want to start off with? Like Anything specific, like music? or? I would say the music because it's the first thing you, All right, yeah, you let's take in. Let's get into the music. And the theme for Stranger Things made with the heavily synth. Yeah. Uh, it's first, very catchy. Yeah, the first time I heard it, I listened to it and I was like, that's Cliff Martinez's theme for Only God Forgives. So much. And it's it's literally, note for note, the same thing. It's pretty close. I've actually yeah. played them both. And also, Tron Legacy, yeah. So which Daft Punk did. Uh-huh. There's that song, Rinzler. Uh-huh. It's very similar yeah, yeah, you're to right, Stranger yeah. Things. Absolutely. That came out in like 2013, 2014. Yeah. But I think it's, it's so close to Only God Forgives that it's like, it's troubling, you know what I mean? It's pretty spot on. And it's like the thing, no one saw that film. So I don't think anyone was aware of what that music was. Yeah. And Cliff Martinez made a great score for that, yeah. and I love that score. You love it too. Yeah, so that's why I was—I was honestly put off by the theme for Stranger Things. Yeah, because that—that song um, "Want to Fight" is on my <laughs> workout playlist. Oh yeah, that pumps me up. Yeah, that's a good song. But like, that's just like Stranger Things. Yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm gonna play it in the clip. And obviously, um, "Only God Forgives" was first. Yeah, and and then also Tron Legacy was first. Yeah. and then. Oh, What else did it sound like? I was just thinking. it follows, it follows. Yeah. So it's, it's very similar pieces, to it follows, yeah. which is also a really cool synth heavy score. And you know, I understand that like that 80s synth vibe, it's is great, yeah, very it's popular back. today. Yeah. Like it's like the, the vinyl records of, yeah. of, of scores, it's kind of like fashion and, and yeah. movies and music. Like it kind of is like this giant cycle of all this. We regurgitated all this new stuff. Let's go back to the 90s, let's go back to the 80s, go back to things we love, let's go back to like, the 70s. The synth score is, I mean, Ennio Morricone did some great work with synths especially with The Thing which is one of my favorite scores it's such a great score yeah and so even like fashion today, like people are going back to the 90s. Yeah. You know, that's what's, what's old hot. is new. Pop that's music, there's synth everywhere. That will never change. What's old is new. But still, the first time I heard Stranger Things, I'm like, only God forgives. Yeah. Cliff Martinez. Holy shit. 100%. Still enjoyed the show. He sh- I hope he got like, he should have sued them for that. Honestly, that's how close it is. It's pretty close. But yeah. I think a lot of musicians are pretty aware of what constitutes a lawsuit in terms of music. Yeah, I and guess. You can get pretty similar. Yeah. I like, got like Pharrell knows what's up with that. <laughs> He's had a few issues with music being very similar to other songs. <laughs> ah, but um, I'm sure he wasn't very happy about those lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about we get right into um, the characters? Yeah, I, I want to obviously. Eleven's like everyone's favorite character in the yeah. show, and um, she's heavily based off um, Drew Barrymore's character And Firestarter. And Firestarter. Yeah, a Stephen King uh, novel that was adapted into a film. Yeah. So go into what Firestar is about. So Firestar is about this um, this couple. They both have different um, psychological powers, like. Um, one can read minds and one can um, see the future and then they have a child and, and Drew Barrymore is their child And she even at a young age she can cause fires with her mind mm-hmm. so She's a pyrotechnic and then what happens is she's kidnapped by government forces who start who take her to a lab and they hold Her hostage there and they perform tests on her very similar to what happens to 11 mm-hmm. um, with her backstory and stranger things and they eventually break her out. It becomes a conflict between the government agency and the, the parents and the daughter. Yeah, and so Eleven's backstory is her mother was experimented on with LSD yeah. and drugs. Yeah, so created... these two characters, they took drugs, and that's yeah. how they developed the powers. Yeah, so that's how the at yeah. Eleven developed the, the super telekinetic powers. Yeah. Also very similar powers, very similar posters, too. There's this poster yeah. for Firestar with Drew Barrymore with like her hair's like kind of floating. Yeah, her hair's wild. And then there's a poster of Eleven for season two, and her hair's like kind of floating. And there's also a shot where they got the she the brain readers yeah. all over their hair. Heads scanners same, yeah, the same thing yeah so obviously we've seen that in other movies too like kids getting brain scans i mean it's yeah. not uncommon yeah, yeah. we've seen it but it's very very similar Good, but it's, it's a memorable part of stranger things it's yeah. part, part of its iconic imagery well and the iconic part of the character yeah as well which mm-hmm. you full learn the full extent in season two yeah. we'll we see there are a lot of there's a lot of stephen king um narratives of, of fiction that was drawn yeah. on for these for this TV show plus also in Firestarter Charlie's father bleeds from his nose yeah. when exercising hypnosis oh I got photos just of it. like Eleven so when Eleven obviously exercises her power she always gets a n- nose yeah. bleed so just like in Firestarter and they both use it as this crux where she can't, they both can't Tap into their full potential because the nose be, because it's a hemorrhage in their brain. Yeah, so it prevents them from it makes them have to stop using their powers. Yeah, and also Drew Barrymore's character has like a strong relationship, father figure relationship with like the head scientist doctor. Yeah, in that like movie. Matthew Modine, just in like Stranger yeah, Things. just like uh, was it Martin Brenner in yeah. Eleven in Stranger Things? Yeah, and then she has to eventually like escape that relationship. Yeah, and also yeah, let's, let's stay on Eleven a little more. Um, Eleven going with E.T. references (laughs) when they make her up and, like, put this outfit on her. Yeah, it's literally, yeah. The exact... Like outfit that they put on E.T. It's e. not the exact outfit but the same kind of idea. Vibe, yeah, obviously. It's yeah, the vibe, man. Yeah, it's the same vibe, vibe as E.T. Like that really <laughs> ugly blonde wig. Yeah. Like a weird, like, dress sweater. Yeah. And just looks incredibly awkward side by side. Yeah. Obviously, it became pay- it became the Halloween costume that year. Yeah. They're paying homage to uh, E.T., yeah. e. obviously, clearly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a steal, but... Yeah. But the thing is, with Stranger Things, I think one of the strongest parts of the show is the wardrobe because they managed to, every season, they have, like, like, Wardrobe looks that are very iconic and eye catching and like they're interesting. Like with, with Eleven, with the dress, she's wearing the dress and she has the ego waffles. Yeah, like that became an, a, a costume for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then season three. Steve and uh, Maya Hawk and they have the Sailor outfits, like those are all over the posters. Yeah. And the in the eighties clothing. Yeah, like Eleven's like superhero outfit after yeah, her she's superhero in the hair. city. Yeah. Which I hate when she's in the oh, city. Oh, the whole like oh the gothic. What like, a waste of time. That was dude. such a the weirdest like curve. the criminal yeah. young adults. Sim- like all this whole group of like eighties punk like the guy with the spiked hair. It's non existent. Like, like that's the part where the cl- the wardrobe I'd have to say was a a bit of a mess. Like well, Yes and no, because remember, like the Terminator, when like Bill Paxton, the intro, like they have like the weirdest outfits. Yeah. like, Bill Paxton has like the blue spiky yeah, hair, yeah. and he's got like the tire marks on his face. Give me your clothes. And like <laughs> when you see Bill Paxton's tire marks on his face, is like is that a tattoo? Is that like a real tire mark? Like yeah. so, I think the '80s maybe we don't know as well in yeah. terms of like what like these weird. I think punky it was the '80s. Were like. So crazy with fashion and hair yeah. and makeup, they were just like trying everything they could. But like her like superhero outfit when she comes back to save the day, it's yeah. like. It's very 80s, and then like the the style changed a little bit and went a little more poppy. Well, I think what happened three. was with the season two outfit with the like the black eyeshadow and the slick black hair. I think the Duffer Brothers were playing to make like that's going to be her like super look. superhero look. And then it got such a bad reaction from everyone. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I don't know anyone that liked it. Yeah. and so no one dressed like that. Yeah. There was a lot of backlash. So I think that's why they went back to like, let's make her dress like a teenage girl. Yeah. And then she that's says, what, like, because like, like she's unrelated. She's unrelatable with all this black on, like this black eyeshadow. And she's just like, looks mean. Yeah. And she, but like, we connect with her emotionally because she's a kid, yeah. And she, we, we feel like she could have been our friend growing up. You know what I mean? For so sure. they, I think that's why they went back to the normal kind of clothing in the third season. It's probably a good decision for sure. Yeah. All right. Some more on ET. So ET, one of the early shots in episode one of Stranger Things is uh, I think it's Will running to his backyard and like going into his back outhouse mm. because he hears like the noise and he's scared and everything. Yeah, and his dog and, like, shows up and he's barking. And yeah. um, that's like a very similarly shot scene in et like with the backyard and yeah, the light same and the same out, image house and everything it's yeah. pretty much like a shot for shot yeah, same image there are a lot of shot for shot remakes like um there's a shot when will Byers finally sees the the mind flare for the first time uh-huh. his, his front door is open yeah in yeah. the kitchen or the living room yeah and just you can see out the front door yeah that's like a shot for shot from close encounters a Third. absolutely yeah when the boys looking out the, out the front door yeah they even they, they're even framing the shots the same way yeah it's so identical yeah um. Oh, Holly Wheeler, which is Mike Wheeler and Nancy Wheeler's very young little sister, like the three-year-old, uh-huh. she has, I swear to God, an identical outfit to Drew Barrymore and E.T. with uh-huh. like, the, the, like the, the corduroy overalls uh-huh. and like a striped turtleneck sweater and like the pigtails. Mm. It's an exact like replica recreation of the outfit. What else with E.T.? The kids just ride around with bikes, but they also have to hide their secret friend who has superpowers. Yeah, yeah. that's same thing. Et. Yep. <laughs> Et is uh, L. Um, the shot in the of L in the woods of Eleven in the woods, like the first time they see her, there's a shot of the flashlight shines right on her, mm-hmm. which is just like in Et mm-hmm. when the sh- the flashlight shines right on him and uh-huh. you just see his like. He's like ah! the <laughs> 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 also, um, the opening scene in. One of the opening scenes in Stranger Things Season 1, Episode 1, is the boys are around the table playing Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Just like in E.T., one of the ma- yeah. main opening scenes yeah. is uh, the kids playing and, & and they ask and him to get pizza. Yeah. yeah. And you remember there's just like cigarette smoke everywhere. Yeah. Like, coke cans and stuff. The mom's like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got anything else on E.T.? On E.T., no. All right. I feel like like the egos. I, I it's got to be a reference to something. So. I don't know. I don't. I can't think of anything with egos. Not that like egos are a reference, but like a kid with like a, a specific oh, snack. I can't think of anything. I think that's one of the things that really pulled people towards the show. That's that was an iconic image. With oh, it was, it was the super Eggos. fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, how about what do you want to do next? Um, how about under the skin? Ooh, under the skin. So when L goes to the the dark place uh, the black environment and the floor is wet. And this is how she finds people. It couldn't be more alike to Under the Skin's void, where Scarlett Johansson takes her victims. So this one, Under the Skin, is an amazing movie. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a masterpiece. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderfully mov- wonderful movie, amazingly shot. It's like- this incredible blend of horror and sci-fi that it's so rare to pull off, and they did such a great job, and ScarJo crushes it. Not many people saw it, and it's got an amazing score. It's haunting. It's a haunting movie, and this one I'm gonna say is just a blatant steal. And it seems like they did it with complete indifference to the fact that he did it in, under the skin. Like he invented this incredible s- sequence that you would never seen visually before, visually stunning, absolutely too, amazing. With the reflection, and of, it's so of simple. That thing is it's so simple, and it works so well in the story. And this is a, it's it's it was unbelievable. It's one of the most incredible parts of a sci-fi movie I've ever seen. And then Stranger Things just like completely took it and use it for their own benefit and they haven't even fully explained what like it all of everything that she can do in it yeah and like the thing with under the skin it, it's so good and so unique that this one it pissed me off when i was watching stranger things season yeah. 3 you know this this environment that they copied this is a blatant stealing copy which this one pissed me off yeah and it's probably put pushed me off of wanting to watch the next season and it's not even just that it's a black void but also that the wa- the floor is, is filled with water yeah that also that's what happens in under the skin yeah and so obviously 11 uses it to communicate with people to find, to people. find people yeah but yeah that one kind of put me off from possibly watching the next season for yeah. sure it was it was off-putting at first when i saw it but i was like ah, oh, the show's fun though it's really it's good to watch yeah. but also it's like every time i see it i'm like I think of Under the Skin every time I see those scenes. Yeah, it honestly, it pisses me off. Yeah. Alright, you mind if I bring up the next one? Go for it, man. So, um, the first time I, I started watching Stranger Things, and then you, you see this relationship with Eleven and Mike, uh-huh. the Finn Wolfhard's character, um, I was immediately reminded of Let the Right One In, which is a <clears throat> Swedish horror yeah. film. And then was remade into an American version called Let Me In. Which came out really well for a remake. which was a great remake. Because didn't uh, Matt Reeves make it? Yeah, Matt Reeves made it. It was his first movie. After Cloverfield, I mean. Yeah, he did a great job remaking the the movie. And um, the relationship between Mike and Eleven is so similar. So Eleven plays this supernatural character Mm -hmm. who is like a mystery to the audience, a mystery to the world. And then in Let Me In, Let the Right One In, um, there's this young boy who becomes connected to a vampire A girl his age who's actually a vampire. A young girl who you know is a vampire must eat people to survive. (laughs) um, I think we know what a vampire is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't think they 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 don't say that she's a vampire. but You assume she's a vampire because she sucks people's blood. And she she has to to avoid sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. But um. (laughs) So the whole relationship between them is it's this very awkward young romance where this very awkward shy boy who's never kissed a girl ever probably or anything like that. Yeah, he like has that. no friends. He gets bullied at school. Yeah, but obviously Mike has yeah, friends. Yeah, Mike has friends, Meets yeah. Meets this supernatural, mysterious girl. And um, this girl is ultra powerful, mm. whereas the boy isn't. He's just mm. a normal boy. And the girl ends up becoming sort of a protector for the boy. Exactly, yeah. While the boy falls in love with the girl. Yeah. And there, so, like, for example, um, in Let Me In and Let the Right One In, the boy, he suffers from constant bullying at school. Mm. And there's a scene where the, the kids, his bullies, make him go underwater to hold his breath, and it's, he's like pretty close to drowning. And yeah. he's very scared about what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you start to see body parts being thrown into the pool. The and, best scene and, of the movie. Yeah, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So the girl, I think her name's Eli in the movie, the mm. French or the Swedish yeah. version, and then, and then um, I can't remember. I think it's Abby in the American version. Mm. She saves him. Mm-hmm. Just like how Mike. Is surrounded by bullies because they have Dustin by knife point. And oh they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Making yeah. him, they tell him he has to jump off the cliff mm. to save Dustin, or else they're gonna kill Dustin, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. for kids. They, uh, they went a little extreme with that. Yeah, and so so Mike eventually jumps to save Dustin's life because he's a good friend. Mm. But of course, Eleven's there to save his life. So she's so both the girls are these these long term protectors for the boys. Mm. Exactly. That's a great connection. I never made that connection. Yeah, I I, I totally forgot about it until I was doing research And that's it. that's one of my favorite horror movies, that' the right one in. It's fantastic. Oh, it's masterpiece. Yeah, right. I unbelievable. Love it. You showed me that movie. Yeah. Like most movies. <laughs> you showed me. I was it. like, you gotta watch this foreign movie. I think you had it on DVD or something. Oh, yeah. I think we have it still. <laughs> but then, like, also Mike tries to teach Eleven these normal kid things, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. sitting in the Lazy Boy, yeah. normal kid food, uh-huh. hanging out with other kids and just, like, and let me in Like the right one in The boy takes the girl To like the carnival Gives her candy But she pukes it up Because she can't eat Normal yeah. food So there's this Back and forth This awkward mm. Like long term romance Yeah They're trying develops. to connect But she's just so out of sorts yeah. yeah So that was like An immediate connection to me And I'm not saying That's a a steal that's that's fine that's just an influence and I'm sure that yeah. they use that as a very strong influence on the relationship between Mike and Eleven makes sense Yeah. I have no problem with that that's just that's just kind of paying homage It's yeah. an interesting storyline yeah, yeah I don't have a problem with that what do you want to do next how about we hit up Jaws your oh, favorite yes. movie one of your favorite movies Jaws is in my top five movies man it's fucking unbelievable why don't you just take it away then alright it's hard not to notice the connection that Hopper has to Chief Brody in Jaws same job they drive the exact same truck, except Hopper has a top on the be- over the bed. But otherwise, it's the same Chevy truck. Different model. Very similar color. Same paint job. Same font. Um, um, Hopper's a bit of an alky. I- Hopper's, Hopper becomes an alcoholic by season three. He's pretty bad. <laughs> well, he's an alcoholic his yeah. first shot. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's yeah, drinking yeah, a yeah, beer yeah, before yeah, work. Yeah. And then um, also, Jaws has this back, this back theme of uh, July 4th weekend happening. in um, the mayor in... Of the town wants to keep the beaches open even though there's dangers in the water, and it has a very similar um, storyline and character plotline towards the season three season arc of the mayor of of Hawkins during the Fourth of July. He's like he's not quite the same, but he's also like a corrupt. Uh, he's a corrupt mayor who's like obviously like a villain in the story. Yeah, only cares about m- making money. Yeah, so it's a conflict between the mayor and the sheriff in both stories. And he has that big carnival when yeah uh, when they so he wants him. to keep the carnival going. Just like how the mayor in Jaws wants to keep the beaches open, even though they know there's danger. Mm-hmm. Same, same exact thing. Very similar, yeah. Yeah. One or another connection to Jaws. What? So the Duffer Brothers say they base the Demogorgon mostly off of the shark in Jaws. Uh-huh. So this is a direct quote from them. This is a direct quote from the Duffer Brothers on the Demogorgon. It is an interdimensional being that has more in common with the shark from Jaws than Pennywise from It, which people a lot of people connect Pennywise to the demigorgon. I wouldn't say that because the demigorgon doesn't seem intelligent. Let me let me finish. Yeah. When the monster enters our dimension, it's like a shark breaching the water, very much like a shark it drags its prey back into its home where it feeds. Mm. So that's interesting correlation yeah. in terms of like yeah, the sharks jumping into uh, its dimension to catch like seals and stuff like that. Yeah. But a lot of sharks still hunt underwater. Yeah, yeah. So that I wouldn't say it's a complete connection between the shark. Yeah. I mean it's not how that's not normally how sharks hunt. I mean, You're no, right. they do hunt seals or, or yeah, above the do, water and, yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of sharks are eating underneath in their own dimension. Yeah. So yeah, it's similar. Yeah. But also, the Demogorgon has a lot of connections to like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. In Nightmare I would say more so, especially that brings me to another correlation with um, Freddy Krueger. Um, when one of the lead characters is sleeping in, he uh he presses. You can see the wall above her bed just starts stretching, and you can see his hands are pushing through the wall, and they're, like, stretching the wall like it's rubber. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens, I think, it's the end of Season 2 in Stranger Things, or Season 1, where the Demogorgon, above Will's bed, starts pushing the wall, and it starts stretching in the exact same way. Mm -hmm. Like, identical shots. Yeah, that happens over the girl character's bed while she's asleep in Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you know her name in the movie? No. Nancy. Oh, Nancy. Just like Nancy Wheeler. Yeah. So that was probably a, a purposeful... Um, homage. Yeah. Whereas the sh- hand stretching through the wall, that seems kind of like a steal. Yeah, that seems me. like a bit of a rip off for I me. I mean, yeah, I, some people will say it's just inspiration, but that's a very specific look and action. You never seen it in any other movie. In yeah. in, in Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like, that's so unique to that. That's yeah. just like kind of a rip off. Yeah, exactly. I feel of. the same way. But I'm not too upset about it. But again, the thing is with with Stranger Things in all these references and influences and some blatant rip-offs and some steals um I don't think most of the audience knows or cares you know most of these kids watching yeah. stranger things have never seen these old horror They've movies They've never seen Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't seen any of these. I'm sure most of them never even seen Jaws or anything. Prob- a lot of people think if they do, they don't know what Jaws is they think Jaws is like a cheesy movie. Whenever yeah. I tell people Jaws is one of my favorite movies they I always get a reaction like really? Yeah. I'm like yeah, it's a fucking amazing piece of cinema. Yeah. And Jaws is Best monster movie ever made. It's incredible. But the thing with Stranger Things is, yeah, they have all these great references to old movies. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of unfair that they took all the best parts from so many things and put it all into this one project, and everyone thinks this is all so amazing because how did they come up with all this shit? It, there's this, it begs this question of, like, yeah, it's okay to borrow, and it's okay to get inspiration, and, and everyone does it, but I feel like this show, it, it's a little different because they, they took... They use so much and they mash it together into like this frankenstein monster of a tv show yeah and has so many bits and pieces of so many pieces of uh cinema and, and tv where it's it's kind of like draws that where's that line between where it's okay and where it's like starting to be like hey that's not cool that's what i mean with with season three with under the skin i don't think yeah. they give a fuck i well, really don't think they care well it, yeah i mean well, they've been ripping up, season, up under the skin since season one. No, but I mean, under the skin specifically with The the Void. Like they, We hadn't oh, yeah. seen it to that extent. Yeah, you're right. We, it, was, it was only hinted at a few it's, times. And I mean, it's 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 so different because it's such a recent movie. Yeah. And they completely stole it. I'm sure yeah. when, when that director watched that, he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, he's kidding? like, oh, wow, here we go. Yeah. But um, speaking of season three, another connection I want to make, because it, it's it's very heavily played in season three. It, it's one of the main storylines. um, Billy's storyline where... He um gets possessed by the mind Flayer. Um, it's the whole plot of the invasion of the body snatchers, the Donald Sutherland film, which is a remake of a movie from the fifties. Yeah. Um, which obviously no one watching Stranger Things has seen. Yeah, exactly. And it's the whole plot of that movie is um the the main characters discover that most of the population of the world is being overtaken by um aliens that um take over the bodies of their hosts mm-hmm. and then they they live uh, they live as the host now with their body yeah and so these characters go on the run trying to escape getting captured and found out yeah and that in exactly the same way uh, with billy recruits that girl from sw- that she he works with at the swimming pool mm-hmm. and then they they uh possess her family like they capture them and then that starts the whole cycle and pretty soon they have like that whole giant basement filled with a bunch of people that have been possessed mm-hmm. um, by the by the mind flare same kind of thing that happens in body snatchers i understand like it's it's just a tv show and it's not a big deal and it's not but it's also it's, you can't help but think like you can't come up with your own storyline. Like, entire storylines. Yeah. It's like they have, like, a board of their favorite horror movies and sci-fi movies, and yeah. they're just throwing darts. Like, what we going to do this line. season? Oh, about we do the Invasion of the Body Snatchers plotline. Yeah, it's, it's almost like that's the dialogue. Yeah. It probably is the dialogue. And unfortunately, like, not many people have seen Inva- Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which has, I think, easily one of the best endings in all of film. It's unbelievable. Do you want to tell us about it or no? Yeah, so, Donald Sutherland plays the main character. And what happens, I won't go through it into detail, but... The whole movie happens in the climax, and he he gets out. He survives like horrific climax and conflict, and he manages to get out. Um, and what happens when the every host, every person that's been invaded by an alien host, they're on the lookout for humans because they want to take over every body. And when they when they see a human that hasn't been taken over by a host, they do this thing where they go like. Aah! And it, like it's an announcement to all the other hosts in the area to get that human. Yeah. And so that's a way um, they're always trying to avoid detection of the hosts. And so Donald Sutherland, he survives the conflict in the climax, and then he goes out into the city. It's in D.C. And he he's walking um, along um, one of the monuments. He's walking towards it, and then one of his other friends, who also survived the attack, she finds him there, and they both look at each other. And she's like, she they don't have any dialogue, but she gives this face like, oh my God, I can't believe you survived too. And then the camera pushes in on him and he goes like, Woo! and so he's been taken over by a host. And we thought he was a human and survived. Yeah. So it's this amazing twist ending like right at the at very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. And the credits start rolling. And you're like, oh, fuck, that was amazing. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> That's a great movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the, the season three just kind of has that whole vibe. Exactly, with yeah. what's going on. And so, yeah, that's kind of a steal. Yeah. And then um, also Billy in season three specifically while he's possessed it reminds me a lot of Jack Torrance in The Shining. Where, Absolutely. Where, you know, he's possessed... But also, there's a part of him that's still Billy, yeah. and he's trying to get out. And the audience really wants him to get out. And this happens in the Shining book more so than, than the movie. Yeah. So in the book, he's a lot more like visually. He's possessed. trying to fight it. Yeah. And and um, whereas the movie, he, you don't really see the back and forth. Really, the only back and forth that in the movie Jack Torrance has with with the possession of the, of the hotel. Is when he's talking to Lloyd, the bartender. Yeah. And Lloyd's the one trying to convince him. Yeah, and they're having it's, a tense conversation. So, like, there's yeah. never, that's really the only times that, like, Jack is, like, kind of like, what is going on? Should mm-hmm. I keep going with this? You can see in his head, he still has his humanity there. Yeah. Whereas Billy kind of has that as well. And also, kind of like the blank stairs remind me of Jack Torrance. Yeah. But in the, especially in the book The Shining, what happens in the end and the climax is the, the hotel is burning down, and then Jack is chasing uh, Danny, trying to kill him. But then, at the very last moment, um, Jack fights off the possession, and he manages to save Daniel and uh, and helps him get out of the hotel. And then he set sa- and Jack sacrifices himself so that Danny can survive and get out of the hotel. And then Jack ends up dying. Yeah, he's like in the boiler room and lets yeah. it burn down. And then, but what happens in in um season three of Stranger Things is Billy originally is possessed and he's trying to kill the kids. And then the giant monster show up shows up, and then Billy fights through the possession. And then he sacrifices himself to the monster so that the kids can get out of the mall. Yeah. Same kind of Very thing. Very similar. We've yeah. seen that in other movies, too, yeah, where people It's not the first possession. time someone sacrifices yeah. themselves. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that kind of reminded me of Jack Torrance mm. a lot. And then um, I kind of want to get on to the Poltergeist, too. Absolutely. So, Poltergeist... Very similar to Will Byer's basically timeline. <laughs> yeah. It's almost identical. <laughs> where Will is being trapped in another dimension while being hunted by the Demogorgon. Yeah. Parallels Carol Ann's story. Yeah. Where Carol is taken into another dimension and held captive by a demon known as, the, known as the Beast. Yeah. So it's basically the same fucking storyline, yeah. except she's in a TV. And also, like, you communicate with the house just the same way Winona Ryder does, with the uh, the lights and the, the letters she writes on her wall. Yeah, so in, in uh, Stranger Things, the Upside Down, you can communicate via electricity, uh-huh. and um, what else can you do? In, I think they use the radio or the phone? Something, yeah. The phone, I think. Or or in Polter- walkie talkie, walkie talkie, because you can hear him. You can hear him on like the on the radio on the phone. I think. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. Then, and also in poltergeist, you commun- communicate. They're communicating through the lights. Yeah. So very similar. Yeah. The lights just and how the when te- a narrator with the Christmas lights. And you yeah. and Carol Han- Ann can be heard through the walls yeah. and through the TV. Yeah. So very similar to poltergeist. It's almost again a blatant ripoff. Yeah. Of, I would say I think that one's is hard to get past. You yeah. know what I mean. It's so similar, but obviously, Stranger Things when they when they take these ideas, they do it in a very different and unique way. Yeah, you know the communication with, with um uh Will's mom, um, when on a writer's character with like the the lights and the and the Christmas lights, and then like the the spots on the wall, the letters on the wall, like that's pretty unique and fun and yeah, and, and different take on it. Yeah, but obviously heavily the concept. influenced. Yeah, yeah, the concept. So they just change everything up a little bit. Yeah, and not to mention. Something that Stranger Things and its producers and its marketing team does a lot is they legit rip off movie posters. Oh yeah. Like a mother Big dude. time. Star Wars, Poltergeist, freaking I'm sure there's some that are similar the, to like Carrie. The font for the logo of Stranger Things is literally the Stephen King font for all of his books. It's the same exact font. There's looks like a neon light where Stranger where Stephen King's is just filled in. Yeah. Some more references is uh Gremlins. So, oh, yeah. so Dustin when he when he finds that little creature that he names um, Dart, it's huh. a reference to Gizmo and yeah, Gremlins. Yeah, I forgot. And, you know, about it grows that. really quickly yeah. o- overnight, oh and it, it causes havoc and everything. Yeah. I forgot about that thing. I named our fir- my k- first cat after Gizmo. Gizmo, yeah. Uh, I love the Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins. This is such a good movie. Yeah, the first one. The second one's alright, but like mm-hmm. Gremlins one is 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 great. And Christopher Columbus made that, right? Or he wrote yeah, eight. he he he. No, he made it. Yeah, he yeah Spielberg two. produced it. Yeah, he wrote and directed that. Yeah, people don't realize that, that Chris Columbus directed the first two Harry Potter movies too. He did a great job with yeah, them. Yeah, a lot of people like when I tell them that they're like, "What? The guy who did grem- Gremlins?" Yeah. Well, what happened was with the first two Harry Potter movies was uh, Steven Spielberg wanted to make them. He was a big fan of the books and he wanted to make the films, but he wanted to make them animated. So if and he also wanted to combine the first two books into one movie. So if Spielberg got his way, it would have been a CGI like Pixar-esque movie, and it would have been terrible. It would have been Chamber of Secrets and um, Sorcerer's Stone put into one movie. Man, I am glad that did not happen. Exactly, wouldn't Holy that been crap. Would, would have been awful? I mean, Spielberg's a great director, but how many fucking people saw? What's it called? Tintin. Tintin. Yeah. We saw that, but it, like that's part. So, about so it. few people saw it that their planned trilogy turned into just one movie. Yeah, and Tintin is <laughs> a fun time. <laughs> well, del Toro was already signed on to make the second one. That's crazy. That's how far ahead they were in pre production for that. Damn. Man. And they had to cancel it because the first one made nothing. I'm so glad that, that Steven Spielberg did not make the Harry Potter movie. I know. Movies. I, don't, I don't understand because he's so great that he wanted to make it animated. Maybe he know. just wanted to like delve into the magic. New technology. And, and he probably thought that like you could do so much with an animated film in terms of like. magic and the effects and everything maybe he thought it would be too difficult to do the practical effects and Uh stuff but man that would (laughs) have (laughs) sucked Some more references. How about Die Hard season three oh, of yeah. Stranger Things? Uh-huh. Dustin spends like two episodes crawling through the fucking the, the vents. The vents. Yeah. And so doesn't an, uh, the other Steve. kid's little, the other kid's little brother. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And so everyone like there's a bunch of people climbing through the vents. Mm-hmm. Also, another reference in Die Hard, which kind of doesn't seem like a reference. It seems more like a steal. Look at plagiarism. As uh, it's basic plagiarism. So when Hopper points his gun at that Russian. Hitman Grigori Yeah Grigori says You're a policeman Policemen have rules Very similar to In Die Hard When the terrorist Says to John McClane You're a policeman There are rules for policemen Yeah It's basically the same Fucking two sentences Same line Also Speaking of Grigori That hitman Mm -hmm. The Terminator He's It's uh, more like In Terminator 2 Yeah Where he's got like The very dark wardrobe Yeah 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 like honestly, I that was my least favorite part of season three. That character, emotionless, so Hitman dumb robot. Yeah. Like, he seemed like a robot, but he's not a robot. I think that's where they were going for. We'd pretend to be Terminator. It was ridiculous. It did not work at all. He was like in- unstoppable for yeah, like, every like, every, it, every episode. Uh, Red Dawn. So the Soviets have infiltrated a small town <laughs> in America. <laughs> also, like the paranoia of this the is Cold a Patrick War. Swayze movie for anyone who hasn't seen yeah, it. Red Dawn. Well didn't they they remade it with, with China. Chris Evans? Well they remade it Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, yeah, yeah. Sorry. They remade it. It was originally supposed to be China invades America, <laughs> but China got very upset about that. So they had to, after filming the movie, had to CGI and make them Korean. It was a Korean? Yeah. And I think they made them terrorists, too, so they weren't affiliated with the country. I think so. They made yeah. them North Korean uh, terrorists. Yeah, yeah. But originally, it was China takes <laughs> over America. Which is a lot more that's accurate. What, that's what happens in the original. It's a lot more accurate. Yeah. Ooh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill, video game and the film adaptation. So in Silent Hill, the characters um, find a way to enter this other plane, the upside, pretty much like the upside down where the, all the monsters and horrific um, creatures are. And they have to find a way in the in the film. They have to find a way to get out. Also, I think that L is, especially in the third season, um, she's very strong, draw strongly drawn from Jean Grey in X Men mm-hmm. um, as the Phoenix, where she's trying to also discover her powers and trying to control them and struggling to control them. Also, she's like the most powerful being on the planet. Apparently, like she can do anything she wants, yes. but she just has to find the the powers and get yeah. them inside, out, outside of her body or yeah. whatever. Um, I think the, the strongest thing about season three that they did was because in the first two seasons, both climaxes happened. Elle just just like pointed her hands at the villain and there's was like ah! and then she like pushed stuck them pushed them into a wall or like and closed off that big uh, like red void, which was cool. It's cool, but it was like the second time it happened it was like this is how they did it the first time. Yeah, but then they took that backlash and that critique and they changed it. so in the third one, She's, she can't use her powers. Mm-hmm. I think she got hurt or something. I can't remember why, but she's Very reminiscent of Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> but she's incapable of using her powers, so they can't fall back on her on that. So that everyone had to work together to solve mm-hmm. the problem. So I think that was the strength of Season 3. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the Goonies. <laughs> the whole entire cast. You saved the, the obvious one for last. The, the entire cast is based off the Goonies, pretty much. Mm-hmm. First of all, the, f- the four main characters, the boys... Three white boys plus one person of color. <laughs> <laughs> plus then you have the older boys, uh, the older girls, uh, like Josh Brolin, Brolin and Steve yeah. uh, Harris, Har- Harrison, Steve Harrison. Yeah, Steve yeah is Harrison. that his name? Yeah. The yeah, hair. Yeah. So they're like the same kind they're of. Character. The same character. I never. M-
1: <laughs> 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 Truffled
0: That's so true. the uh, he's uh, the Truffle Shuffle yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. He's um Gaten no, Dustin he's Dustin. Yeah. Hundred percent Dustin. Yeah. And then yeah, it's obvious like the other two are like best buds too, Ooh. and. Th- Kind of a cast re- reboot, kind of. Yeah. It's what works and what sells. I, I guess. I think that's one of the reasons why people love the first season so much, because yeah. it had that quality to it. Yeah. It and the same fun. quality as Stand By Me, the, that crew. Yeah, Stand By Me is very similar to, and Iron and they also this could have been a ripoff. Who knows? When they're walking along those train tracks, mm-hmm. which you also pointed out, they're looking for a dead body. Season four. Which they're they're, they're looking about. for Will. They think he's dead. So, so that season four isn't premiered yet, right? Episode four episode. of season one, I mean okay. episode four. They're walking on the train tracks looking for Will. Also thinking he's dead. How the fuck does Will survive in the upside down so I don't far? know, man. He's in there he's for like the whole two season. weeks. Yeah. He's in there for like two fucking no weeks. No food, no water. Like, he's like hiding. Fuck? It how made he no. Sense? Sense? I don't Yo, know. You you can survive a pretty long time without food if as long as you have enough meat on your bones, you can yeah. go like a month. Yeah. But like without water, you're fucking three days. dead in two or three days. Three days. A little kid like that dead in two days. Yeah. Uh, The whole season, I'm like, why isn't he dead yet? (laughs) (laughs) They kept showing him. He'd just be, like, cowering. I'm so so tired. He's, like, lying down. Like, he can't even move. But it's like, he should be a fucking corpse right now. Like, at least give me some castaway where he, like, finds some, like, (laughs) upside-down crackers. And he's, like, starting upside-down, like, blue fire. (laughs) And he finds, like, a basketball with, like, a bloody hand on it. Like, give me some of that. Like, surviving. (laughs) Because there's nothing you can use in the upside-down. It's all rotten and and dead. And how does it, like... Everyone else, they're in the upside down for like ten minutes. Like, oh, you're gonna be exposed. Yeah, he's in the upside down for like. It's totally fine. Obviously, he gets gets possessed, but like, I feel, I think he was possessed before, like when he was taken. He should have been like intensely poisoned. Yeah, like everyone else was like getting poisoned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the upside down, that reminds me of another similarity between the original Alien. Yeah. So when they're in the original Alien, in in the first act, when they find the ship, and so uh, John Hurt and the rest of the crew go investigate inside this uh, broken down ship. Um, and this is where they discover the eggs, and the eggs in Alien look very similar to the eggs in Stranger Things. And it's down his fucking throat. Yeah, right right down there. And he's and, also trapped in the wall with goo and, like, yeah, stuff and yeah. slime. Same, very similar. It's pretty close. <laughs> when I saw that shit, I was like, oh my god, this is fucking Alien right Even now. Even when they're, like, in the caves, it just yeah. seems like the ship's an alien. Yeah, and, 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 like and the, the also, the like, with the hazmat alien. suits with the lights, and it's just, like, it, it felt like the crew investigating the broken down the ship. The nest. Yeah, the nest. The nest is Alien. Yeah. Is, is they they rip off Alien a lot, or pay homage pay or home. reference it. <laughs> pay the, do homage. you pay homage if you make millions of dollars? The politically correct <laughs> way. We don't want the Twitter mob to come after us. Oh, you know, what? well Inception ripped off Doctor Stra- or Doctor Strange, like 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 Inception stole ideas too. There's Plus, an Asian novel that Inception could have drawn from. <laughs> <laughs> People got so upset over, over yeah. that clip over uh, saying uh, that uh, Doctor Strange stole Inception stuff. It, oh my God! Everyone's like, funny. well, don't you think that Inception might have stolen that stuff from Doctor Strange? Like, dude, who cares? Nah. No one up. even knew what Doctor Strange was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but Doctor Strange is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but since Alien is one of my favorite movies, it was hard to look past that without getting upset. Yeah, it happens a lot. It happens a lot in Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, another reference. Uh, Date night Hopper <laughs> when he has like that, like the, the light shirt. blue Hawaiian oh, yeah, shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. the mustache, uh-huh. and like the jeans. Looks just like Magnum PI's outfit. Oh my it's god! The you're exact right. Exact same outfit. Yeah, it's hilarious. Just like a different Hawaiian pattern. Yeah, but it, the same colors. I couldn't get it. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. And I honestly, Hopper's character in season three, I did not like at all. He became like a whiny jerk to Winona Ryder. He's a walking cliche. Yeah, and he was like, he was like hounding her about like her dating other guys, even though he was being like a jerk and super jealous. And then he set up a date for them, and um, he said it's not a date. Clearly, he wanted it to be a date, mm-hmm. and then she canceled on him because Will was like dying, and he got super pissed. He got and drunk He was screaming at her. <laughs> but like, Will has like been through fucking hell. Like, let her take care of her son, Jesus. <laughs> I did that. I don't know. I don't like what they did with him in season three. That's like the only time that the parents care about the kids in this show, because. These parents are neglectful <laughs> as it, fuck. The only times they're with their kids is when they're almost dead. <laughs> like, I understand, like, compared to today's standards and families, like, kids, it's like, they don't really go out as much as they used to. Even when we were kids, we were out riding our bikes all, all day. day and all night. All but, day, like, kid. on this show, these parents don't give a fuck about their kids. Clueless. Until, yes, they're about to die. Yeah. It's insane. And it's like, oh, where's Will? <laughs> and then like, oh, I love you so much, sweetie. Then why don't you fucking pay attention to me? <laughs> How do you think I'm always at my friend's house, mom? <laughs> Speaking of Winona, I love Winona, but in this show, she's just got the like the most insanely epic, ridiculous faces in this show. the The faces of Winona Ryder in Stranger Things are endless. Winona, you working in a store selling light bulbs? All right, how's this look? <laughs> you need to buy a new phone. <gasps> I need a new phone, but I can't pay for it. Can I put it on layaway for my check? <laughs> Plus, she also has the same wardrobe as Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Just <I should> <laughs> a big Vietnam vet yeah, coat. The green coat. <laughs> I, want, I want to touch on another thing before we end that is kind of... Explains or, or is in relation to all like the Duffer brothers and all their references and all their influences and all the things they put on their show that you know pay homage to old TV shows and movies. And so in 2019, the Duffer brothers faced a plagiarism lawsuit from a filmmaker named Charlie Kessler who accused them of stealing the idea for, for the story of Stranger Things from a project he pitched to them called Montau- Montauk Project. So he pitched it to them years ago, and they turned it down. And it's got a similar vibe to Stranger Things, but it's not like Stranger Things itself is a unique story about like the supernatural kids with like a government conspiracy. So that that all is kind of it's pretty common. That's in multiple things that we've seen. And um, however, the lawsuit was dropped days before trial. Mm. So they were about to go to trial over this. This was last year. But it got dropped right before trial. That's usually when that happens, that means there's an out-of-court settlement. Yeah, my guess is that Netflix was like, yo, let's just drop this press. Charlie, you want a million dollars? We got plenty of cash. You should see (laughs) our bank accounts. And because even Charlie, there's a quote from him saying, after hearing the deposition testimony this week of the legal expert I hired, it is now apparent to me that whatever I may have believed in the past, my work had nothing to do with the creation of Stranger Things sounds like a payoff yeah. maybe it wasn't a payoff yeah. maybe his lawyer was like there's no evidence there's no point in even going further to trial yeah. it's kind of fishy that it was a few days before trial not saying the Duffer brothers like stole his idea or anything like that maybe heavily influenced from his idea mm. but you know you just don't know yeah but I think it's it's important to bring up because of this whole episode we're talking about all these things that the Duffer brothers have referenced and used in their show which a lot of the time harmless yeah fun yeah it's nostalgic. Yeah. But another a, I'm, a I'm sorry, of, if it, it's like a t shirt it's a shirt that a character's wearing. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's a poster on the wall. It's a, a movie playing in the background. Yeah, it's a line. Yeah. But sometimes when you're watching Stranger Things and you see something, you're like, Jesus guys, that's a fucking ripoff and yes. a half. Uh-huh. So mixed feelings about Stranger Things overall. I probably won't watch the new season because I was disappointed with season three, I think, and mm-hmm. also the under the sin the under the skin void stuff. Really like got under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loser. <laughs> and uh, I, I I mean, it's a fun show. Yeah. And I think people should be more aware of like everything going on with it though. Yeah. And I think I know it's just I know it's just a TV show and it's not that big a deal and it's nothing to get worked up about. And I'm not worked up about it, but also you can understand like the people who create the show, they're benefiting greatly. Immensely, immensely. They're they're raking in cash, and there's something to be said about if you find success, um, if you find it by off the shoulders of other people, then did you really earn it? So it, it, it can start a conversation about it. is it it's okay to borrow things and to use things as, as influence, but there needs to be a line to between uh, being influenced by something and then just blatantly ripping it off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I guarantee you, season four, there's gonna be a shot of L covered in blood, like Carrie. I'm calling it. They're they're probably gonna do that somehow, and everyone will be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they came up with that." <laughs> 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 they did it again. <laughs> the Duffer Brothers, man. Geniuses. <laughs> but hey, you know what? They're very good filmmakers and yeah. they've done a great job with the show. Yeah. It's Tar- Tarantino very fun. Has, has used inspiration from things he loves for of his course. movies. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Nolan uses inspiration. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. used, they, everyone, everyone uses everyone inspiration. Everyone does. It. But, you know, there are, like you said, there are lines that can get crossed. Yeah. I think so. And, um, you know, it's an interesting conversation to have because yeah. the show is fun. It's a good watch. And everyone, it's, it's, everyone of all ages loves it yeah and there's something to be said even if you've like there's something to be said about being able to make something that everyone can enjoy mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's very rare yeah season is fucking great yeah it's terrifying it's fun it's it's like it's how, really funny how often do you ever talk to strangers to talk to someone about stranger things and they haven't seen it like a single episode very seldom yeah everyone has yeah. seen some of it at least an episode or two yeah. it's just so popular but i mean yeah I'm not, we don't mean to rip on Stranger Things. We're just things. having fun. If you're a diehard fan, we're just yeah. having a good time. Yeah. Again. And it's an interesting conversation. A lot. Most of these things, they're no big deal. Yeah. The majority of them, they're just fun references. Yeah. But again, they didn't come up with all these ideas on their own, guys. <laughs> but, I don't know, you got anything else? Uh, No, I'm good. I think this was a good episode. Yeah, we're 55 and minutes in. I mean, that's, Damn. A, that's a great episode, guy. It might be our longest one. Yeah, I think the last one was pretty long, too. Yeah. But um, all right. That's it for episode eight. Thank you for listening and uh, watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Go follow our Instagram, TikTok, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Hit us up in the DMs. Leave a comment. What do you want us to make an episode about? We love you guys. You guys are being re- really supportive with the with leaving five star reviews for Comments us. Comments. So keep leaving and, those yeah. reviews, please. <laughs> um, in future episodes, we're thinking of. We have a lot of plans, but. We're thinking about maybe a Marvel vs. DC episode, a Game of Thrones episode. A horror episode. Horror episode. We had a request for Ari Aster movies, so that'd be a great episode to go over his movies. So we have a lot of ideas that we want to use for episodes, and we're going to keep turning out content as as much as we can. Yeah, and the best thing about doing a movie podcast, there's no end to the things so we many can talk movies. about. No yeah. end to it. Yeah. And we will do other shows like we're going to do Game of Thrones soon. Yeah, Cuz he has a huge throner for that show. <laughs> it's and I don't giant. Give a fuck about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't give two shits about that show. It's going to be the, the only, I think the only episode where we're going to be complete disagreement the whole time. <laughs> it might be the most entertaining episode we're going to be fighting. We should scream the whole time. <laughs> we should get really upset at each other. Like I'm going to call you a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw my coffee mug at your face. Uh, I don't know if you do that. <laughs> But at least people will be able to tell us apart. Yeah. All right. Everyone have a great week. See you on Thursday. Bye, everyone.